Hi, listener. Welcome to the More Than Me podcast with your host, Becky Harrington, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. In each episode, we'll dig deep into stories of women who shed their fear and shame so that they could claim their higher purpose. Each week, you'll leave inspired, free from the shoulds that have been bringing you down and prepared to walk ahead towards your bright purpose. Experience a community that has forged a path before you and discover that you're not alone. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the More Than Me podcast, and I am your host, Becky Harrington, and I want you to join me each week as we discover triumphant stories of women who have decided to be more um, and have more for their lives and accept the um, abundant opportunity and purpose that's all around them. Uh, This is a podcast for women who have a deep longing in their hearts that crave community and are ready to step out in faith. So welcome. This is episode 11. And today is a special treat. I have been hosting your podcast here for 10 episodes. And so today I'm going to actually do a little host introduction, tell you a little bit about who I am and who's been behind the scenes organizing this podcast for you every week and bringing on stories. Um, So my name is Becky Harrington. I came about to know um, more than me when I was living out of my van. And you've heard me probably say that a couple of times on this episode. I was living out of a van and I was talking about what it was like to have a resilient life when you've lost everything. And I was writing about it on Instagram and Tiffany found me there. And she asked if we could talk on the phone. This was just about a year ago. And so we talked on the phone and she just wanted to know my story. And I'm going to share a little bit about that today, but then also I want to share with you what I have learned since um, that happened to me. So I was living out of my van with my two pugs. (laughs) I was traveling um, from Colorado all the way to California, making slow stops along the way. I lived in Idaho and Utah and uh, Colorado, the rest of Colorado that I hadn't uh, visited. I uh, took up some residence in Oregon. Um, and now I'm back here in Oregon. That's where I live now. I came to fall in love, fall in love with Central Oregon. And it was a really great adventure. Um, so today, uh, if you're listening to this, we are in the process of getting our events up. So please go to morethanme.com sign up for the newsletter. You'll be notified when our event dates are happening. We want to see you in person next year. So whatever you need to do, if you need to start having a conversation with your husband or with uh, your work, or if you need to start um, a savings account specifically to be able to join us, we want to see you at an event this year. Um, And so start saving now because it's the person to person relationships of more than me that really um, catapult you into the next level. So we also have our membership program and members are meeting twice a month. There is a, like a intro call where you can come on and actually introduce yourself that happens every month. You can meet other members on that call. And then there's an educational call that happens every month. And that uh, this next one is going to be with uh, Dr. Courtney Baker. She's going to be sharing some of her PhD research. It's a not to miss um, opportunities. So please join us. Um, if you join in the next two weeks, then you can actually hop on your first call 
right away. So go to morethanme.com, click on the member section, join us and other women all over the country who are wanting more in their life. Uh, so let me just tell you a little bit of background about me. I am a California girl, born and raised, um, and I lived in Colorado for the last... 12 or 13 years. I can't remember now. And uh, so California to Colorado to Oregon. I um, am one of five sisters. Uh, so I am, I have, I literally span the entire millennial generation with my sisters. And so I have really grown up with women <laughs> and I grew up with really strong women. All of my sisters, we've got two master's degrees, two engineers, two marketers. Um, a, someone who's in the medical field, every one of my sisters is just a go-getter. And uh, that is the environment that we grew up in because my dad told us that we could do anything. Um, and so we worked really hard and we did a lot. Um, and we didn't come out of a home that had a lot of opportunity. We had to learn from a really young age how to create opportunity for ourselves. And that's one of the things that I think just became really resilient in me is that I've always understood that opportunity was for me to create for myself. And um, I wasn't confused about that. So I followed, you know, the, the traditional uh, dream. I got a really great career in marketing that started right out of college, um, worked for agencies. I worked for a billionaire foundation. I worked in publishing. Um, I had a really stellar career. I've done incredible things. I've worked on just about every kind of project that you can think of under the sun. I traveled around the country with a documentary. I've launched subscription boxes and uh, tons of books, full campaigns, uh, women's brands, uh, you name it, I've probably done it. And I got married, uh, you know, right before I turned 30. And we were married for eight years and it was around year four that I started facing infertility and uh, my marriage got really hard. And for those of you out there who are married, marriage is not for the faint of heart. It is hard work. And um, so we had a challenging marriage and I uh, contributed to a devotional um, in a, a, like a three or four years ago, um, where I anonymously contributed some, some marriage devotions. Uh, the devotion was called we outrageously committed to my marriage. And I talked about some of the deep, dark, horrible parts of my marriage. Um, and also how I was so outrageously committed to it. And so a couple of years ago, there was a breakthrough in my infertility, a doctor who I had not seen before thought that they found the thing that would cure me. And I was going to go in and have a very simple outpatient procedure. And that was supposed to fix the problem. And I was really excited. I thought that this would be the end all be all. I thought if we could fix this infertility problem, that my marriage problems would go away. And I was it was a fall day and I was sitting on the patio. I was going into surgery the next day and I was just praising Jesus. I was so happy and excited. And it was at that moment that um, I heard like almost like a real voice. Um, I'm sorry, but you're not going to have a baby. And in fact, you're going to have to leave your home and your husband. There's things going on here that you don't know about and I can't have my daughter go through this anymore. 
And so I did what everyone would do. I said, get behind me, Satan. Obviously, <laughs> I was not prepared for that kind of response. Um, I thought that this was going to be a tragedy over and an end of a really long and painful part of my life. So I got back into a posture of prayer after rebuking the enemy, obviously, and I heard the same thing. Um, and so I said, no, I was like, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. Um, so I went into surgery the next day and it would be two days after that, that I would walk into the, the biggest nightmare of my life. Um, I walked into the bathroom and my husband um, my ex-husband now was smoking meth and over the course of the next two weeks, I would find out that he was involved in criminal activity, that the drug use had been happening for four years, that there were affairs and all kinds of other things happening. And it was like, a, it was like the peeling back the layers of an onion <laughs> and it just, the dam broke and all of it came out and it ended in my home when my ex-husband was arrested for domestic violence and obstruction. And at that point, all of these experts rush into your life. Um, and it, I had been living in a daily nightmare for 21 days and none of it really seemed real. And I couldn't, I can't tell you how many times I said, well, it couldn't get this bad <laughs> and it just kept getting worse. So they told me that I needed to leave. They said, can you leave today and never come back? Um, can you quit your job? Can you, can you go? Um, preferably out of the state. We would prefer that you leave at the out of the state. And if you are going to stay here, we would prefer that you stay in a safe house. Um, and so I got permission from my work to drive to um, a, a place on the other side of the state where my aunt and uncle lived and work remotely just to get some time and space. And it was on that drive. It was just a few days before Christmas that the Holy Spirit just said, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's hit the road. And I was like, what? <laughs> I have a job that I love. I have friends. This isn't fair. I was so upset. This isn't fair is what I said. I didn't do anything. So why should I have to leave everything that I have known because of this? Um, and the Holy Spirit was just so sweet. He just said, we just need to go because the, the only thing that matters right now in your life is that we rebuild trust and we're going to reset the deck. We're going to, we're going to eliminate all of the distractions and we're going to hit the road. So my family had given me, uh, the, this 1996 Dodge Ram conversion van that looked like a serial killer should live in it. The, it was not pretty. This was not pretty van life. Um, but with the help of my uncle, we converted it into a living space and uh, I quit my job and I had like $12 in my pocket um, and I hit the road. I did. I hit the road and um, I lived in beautiful places. I faced lots of challenges. But as complicated as that sounds, um, it was actually such a simple life. 
I could only cook what fit in a cast iron skillet. And I, my life was very simple and routine. It didn't cost a lot to live. And so I started Becky Harrington marketing out of my van on the road. I would work out of libraries, coffee shops. My dogs would go to daycare at random people's houses. I used the Rover app to find daycare when I needed to work all day. And I didn't work more than a couple days a week. I made enough just to sustain myself. And I really just focused on visiting with family and friends that I um, hadn't seen in a while and spending a lot of time in prayer and worship and filling journals and rereading actually um, my journals from my 20s. One of the things that I was on a mission to was to re-find Becky, re-find the woman before everything that had happened to me. And um, resetting the decks was just the most important thing I ever did. It also created opportunity that I didn't expect because I was traveling around and I was meeting new people and I was expanding my network. I suddenly had opportunity. I suddenly could do whatever I wanted to do. I had freedom and time and I wasn't tackled to responsibilities. And if somebody said, come to such and such, I could just get in my van and I could go. And it was a really incredible opportunity for my life. And it sounds terrifying, I'm sure. (laughs) Nobody wants to say that they ended up homeless living in a van, but that freedom and simplicity actually opened the door to, to huge opportunities in my life. And so as we talk about what the values of more than me are, and when we talk about what we're after, um, it's, uh, there are a few things that I want to talk to you about. The first thing is you can do tough stuff. If you are in a place where you say, I could never do that. Or in order for my business to grow, I need to do this, but I could never do that. I'm not strong enough. I want to tell you that you can do tough stuff. You have resilience in you. And when the Holy Spirit is calling you into something, he's also preparing the way for it. You can trust it. You can believe it in it. And I want you to know that you can do the tough thing that you're afraid to do. And Oftentimes you don't actually end up having to do the tough thing. You just have to be willing to say yes to the tough thing. I can't tell you how many uh, things just kind of all the doors opened for me. As soon as I said, okay, yes, I put my stuff in storage. I um, created my living space in my van and everything else just kind of opened from me. And there was definitely times where I was like, I don't know where my bread's going to come from today. And I had to get on my knees and ask the Lord for it. And then it would come. But that was part about, that was the part that I needed to rebuild trust in myself and trust in Jesus during this really tumultuous time in my life is that I had to reset and clear the decks. And that's the second thing I want to talk about is that sometimes you have to clear the decks. Sometimes you have to eliminate as many distractions as possible so that you can really focus on what is going to propel you forward. And I've, you may have heard the saying um, uh, that it's, you have to slow down in order to speed up. That's what this is. Slowing down in order to speed up is an act of worship. It is, it is creating Sabbath in your life so that you can really take some time to focus on 
the core things that need to be developed in you to make a lasting impact in your life and the lives around you. So clearing the deck can sometimes, it does not mean you have to go live in a van by yourself <laughs> with your pugs. Clearing the deck can look like creating Sabbath um, in your life. Maybe you need to take a weekend um, on a retreat and you need to ask your husband or someone to take your kids and you just need to get away and clear the decks and go by yourself. Um, maybe clearing the decks is that you need to have one day a week where your family eliminates technology in your house and you make things really simple um, for that day and you just have a chance to rest from the busyness. But whatever it is, um, maybe you, what you need to do is you need to go clean out some area of your house that feels like a place of rest. Maybe there's a lot of chaos and you need to have a little corner or a closet in your house where that's your place where you can rest. Maybe you just need to take a bath. But whatever it is, I want to encourage you that sometimes we have to clear the decks and we have to create space for things like wisdom and maturity and growth to happen. Um, the last thing I want to say is just take the next step. Sally Holder says this all the time. Um, there's an analogy that I, I learned in college and I've just taken it with me that, um, it's sometimes easier to move a, a moving car than a parked one. So you don't necessarily have to even be moving fast, but if you can get the car moving, it's so much easier to steer it than one that's just sitting parked. So maybe you're parked on an idea. Maybe you're parked on a challenge. Maybe you're parked on a relationship. But whatever it is, maybe it's time to start moving. Take the first step. Let the Holy Spirit and the people around you come in and move it where it needs to go. Don't worry if you don't understand where it's going. Just start moving somewhere. And these three guiding principles to me add up to the word resilience. When we talk about what it looks like to live a resilient life and to create resilience for yourself, it's these key elements um, that I think that really can help you to grow and get where you are. So here's the happy part of the story. I'm not living in a van anymore. <laughs> I graduated from homelessness. I live in a really nice two-bedroom townhome. With my pug, I, um, I have a business that is on track to earn six figures this year, maybe even multi six figures. I have, I have the best friendships of my life. Um, I have a town and a community that I'm happy to live in. I have the opportunity to travel. I'm leaving actually today, I'm getting on a plane, um, to go visit another more than me member for an entire week, because I have the freedom and the opportunity to go and do these things. Um, I have space in my life to create whatever existence I want and rest. And I, if you had told me when I was sitting in that living room, just looking at the ashes of my life, looking at everything that burned to the ground. And if you had told me, you are gonna be traveling around with great women, that you are gonna be hosting a podcast um, for more than me, that you are going to have a business that can create abundance for yourself and for other people, I would have said, I don't know how you could possibly think that right now. 
And so it's okay if you are in a place where you are, are, are limited on belief and where belief doesn't seem to exist. I want you to borrow belief from us. I borrowed belief from the women of more than me. I borrowed that belief from them. I borrowed belief and they said, you're going to do this. You're going to do great things. They cheered me through a trial. They cheered me through a really long divorce process. They cheered me through going from a business that was nothing out of a van into an abundant life where I can create for other people now, where I can dream bigger dreams and I can have conversations about investment in the future. And I want you to have all of those things as well. And you can do, you can do tough stuff. I promise you. So thank you for listening. Um, I want you to join us in, um, at our next event. We're going to be releasing the details for that soon. Uh, I want to see you in person. I want to give you a hug. I want to tell you that I believe in you. I want you to know that we have skin in the game with you. Um, so if you are still on the fence, please come and join our membership calls. We have some really amazing speakers coming up. Dr. Courtney Baker, who has her PhD in why women aren't moving up in leadership. She is going to be talking about what her research discovered and it's shocking and it is so simple for us to solve. And more than me is at the center of that. Um, Rick Lawrence, who you heard last week, he is going to be working with us on how do we put what's in our head and our heart onto paper. And if you've been thinking about writing a blog, or if you've been thinking about writing a book, this is a great, um, that's going to be a great uh, Zoom call training. He has um, a senior editor for a publisher. He has been working with authors for more than 30 years. He, if you go visit his desk in his office, it's stacked with books from people who are trying to get him to publish or endorse. And he knows within sentences what makes a great book and, and how to get it published. So you're going to want to tune in if you're interested in that. So thank you for joining us on the More Than Me podcast, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. Next week, we're going to be joined um, by another More Than Me member, and we're going to be talking some more about how we can go about claiming better opportunity for our lives. Um, please remember that you can, um, you can subscribe to this on iTunes or Google Play. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please go leave us a review. And also, if you are listening on um, one of those apps, you can always click on the description of the episode and we'll have links to where you can find out more about the things that we talk about here on the show. Or you can go to morethanme.com and the information is there as well. This is episode 11 and I will be joining you with a guest and talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.